Okay, today's daf is we learn daf ayin dalad and begin the new parak shmona sharatim hamrim b'torah. So the Torah lists eight of these so-called teeming creatures, and there are sort of different explanations exactly what they all are in terms of identifying them. But there are eight that are listed in the Torah that are sources of tumah when they're dead. So it says, and regarding those, um, the shmona sharatim, it says hatzadam if someone hunts them or traps them, the bichay, but also vachovel bahem if someone inflicts a wound on them. So we have to understand why that is. So if you're, uh, the Reb Chaim explains, or, they're considered as if they're having like a skin or hide, if you like. The if someone strikes it, nitzar hadam tachata or, then what would happen is it would bruise, effectively some blood would collect underneath the skin. and it won't be reabsorbed. Okay, the chayev mushum So he understands the malacha. The first explanation is mushum because you're changing the color effectively of this uh, skin. In I mean, another understanding is it's not that. It's actually mishum nitilat neshama, meaning causing to bleed alone is uh, part of shochet, if you like, because you're because the blood is the nefesh of a creature. But, and even taking some blood or extracting some is considered nitilat nefesh, even if you're not taking the entire nefesh, you're not killing the animal. And a creature that has sort of a skin if, if you strike it and cause internal bleeding, it will prevent the blood from escaping. That's why it's nitzrar. If it wasn't for this skin, then striking it would cause the blood, and the blood would actually just escape. If it comes to any of the other teeming creatures, they don't have a skin that will prevent the dam. If really it began to bleed, when you see, see it coming out. That's why, as long as it didn't come out by any of the other teaming creatures, you'd be patul. According to others, the the the, um, the first way of understanding it's got to do with the blood collecting and, and not being reabsorbed. It must be the other creatures; it does get reabsorbed. Okay, so that that's the two ways. Either mishum neshama, and there's another explanation. I can't remember what it was that when, when we learned mishnas, but again, we're focused on the Reb Chaim. Um, fine. Would be patur for the reasons we've explained. Hatzadam, if you hunt them, if we've explained that hunting has got to be constructive action, meaning you want it for the object itself. Meaning, when it comes to the Shmona Sharatzim, Reb Chaim says, in general, there will be Latzorech because you want them for the Oran. However, for the other other creatures, it depends. Do you want it for tzorech, or you just don't want the creature in your house and things like that? And that relates to the issue of what's called a malacha chain or not. Okay, let's look at the Gemara. Shmona Sharatzim, Rav Zrika Meshem Rab. Now we've got Rab Yochanan Imi. So Rab Chaim says that's his name. Alternatively, you should maybe take out the Girsa Yochanan. So it should be Rab Yochanan. So Rab Zrika Meshem Rab Imi. It Palgum says as follows: There's a machlok between Rab Yochanan and Rab Shimon Lakish. Chad Amar Divrei Hakol v'Charana Amar Machloket. There's a debate between Yochan and Shlakish, whether our mission is Divra Kol or whether it is Machloket. We'll see what the Machloket is in a moment. Now, what's that Machloket related to? So let me just share the screen. This relates to a um, mission in Mesech Okay? So we have our mission here <coughs> on the right-hand side that says, Shmona Sharatim Arum Torah. Basically, if someone's, if I'm Chovel Be'am Nechaib. So according to our Mishnah, they have what's called an or. That's the distinction. But you have a Mishnah in Mesech Techulin that tries to understand what creatures is there or like their Basar. I mean, if the Basar is Tamas, so is the or, or is it distinct? At best, maybe a Yad. 
Okay, so it begins, the Mishnah begins talking about the aura of Adam, or a Chazir, talks about as well, then talks about other things where the Oram Kipsaram. Now, what you see here is that the mention that I've highlighted, you know, the Gemara doesn't quote all this, but if you see here, the, the Chachamim ad, or ha'anakava koach ba'altava chomet, is also oram shekibsaram. So some of the Shmona Sharatzim, we've got four of them here, that we, their or is like the basar, but the others not. Now the way that's learned is because it says in Elo Hatmeim, so Elo is a miyod and He of Hatmeim is a riboy. So the Chachamim understand that it depends on the, how thick the or is, whether it says Kibsaram or not Kibsaram. Okay, that's Shri Chachamim. Now, if you jump down to the end of that mission, at the bottom, you see Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri says, Shmona Shratim Yeshlem Orot. That all the Shmona Shratim have Orot. Meaning, it sounds like Orat, Oratam is not Kibsaram. Okay, so what we see then in Sechtachulin, <coughs> in the Mishnah there, that there's a machloka whether Orot Kibsaram for Tuma, importantly, or not. Is it all the Shmona Shratim are not Orabs Kibsaram, meaning they've all got an Or, or is it some of them? So that's a question. Is our Mishnah here, is it like Shira Rabbi Yochanan, Benuri, just, just as there he says, all the Shmona Shratim, the Yeshlem Orot. So to hear, that's our Mishnah. Shmona Shratim, or Harim Torah, HaChobel Bahem, is, is, is Chayef. However, or is another, or is it Lekule Alma? Meaning, even Chachamim would agree in our case, it's, or, or um, that the or is not Kibbasaram, but it must be some sort of exception or a difference specifically by Tuma because of the Pesukim we were just mentioned. Okay? So that, and we've got, it seems that that's a Machlok between Riochon and Shimon Lakish, whether our mission is Dibra call or not. And at this stage, we don't know who says what. So, Amr of Zira says, Nefesh Melodur Banan, I can actually explain it. Min Meleun, from what else they've said elsewhere. Tatanina Taman, Elu Shoratem Kibbasaram. Ha'or ha'adam ba'or ha'chazir sheli yishuv. So that's the beginning of that Mishnah Misech Tuchulin that we mentioned. Rabbi Yosemar af or ha'chazir bar. That's a continuation of that Mishnah. That's the second pin you can see on the left-hand side. And, so, and then, then it does continue with the rest of talking about all the, uh, whether talking, the machlok that we see in that Mishnah but regarding the other Shemona Shratzim. So Rabbi Yochanan says, Lo shanu el l'isu v'latuma. That's only talking about the isu of Achila. I think he's eating it. Or the tuma, whether it's the or on the, the skin itself is like it's basa that be a source of tuma on its own. Ava lil to get malchus for it? Or who it's considered or. So you see, and you will get malchus if someone ate a mishum devela. Now, what you see here is Rabbi Yochanan already in that Mishnah is mechalik between whether it's mamashka basar or only for a certain dinim. So he says, for the Isra and tuma, it's kibsaram. Otherwise, it's considered like the, just the or, even anakava koach baltava chomet. Meaning, if a malchus, it's considered or, so, so too in our mission, it's also considered or. So therefore, you can see that, in other words, for Isur, uh, for Devela, and for Shabbos, also, we consider it like or. Lamamash having each other shmonasharatim. So therefore, it must be the Rabbi Yochanan's of the opinion that despite the fact there's machloket regarding Tuma in Mesechta Chulin, our Mishnah is Divrei Hakol. Okay? So if we have identified Rabbi Yochanan saying our Mishnah is the one that says Divrei Hakol, and we consider Hashem and Lakish as well. Again, he must be the Shitta, therefore, that says it's a Machlok in both situations. And therefore, our Mishnah is only like Rabbi Yochanan and Nuri. Why? Because it's Mishnah Tmima. Shana Rebbe. Ben Isul, Ben Lakot, Ben Latuma. He says, when it says Mishnah Shlema, it means there's no difference whether it's Malkus, whether it's Isul Tuma, no matter what. 
that that Mishnah there, the Machloket goes down the line, meaning Chachamim say it's half-half, Chachamim say all of them, sorry, sorry the Rabbi Yochanan Menuri says all of them, we say I'm the, the, the Shlem Orot, so therefore our Mishnah must be, if it's universal, there's no distinction between Tuma and Malkus, it must mean that our Mishnah is your Rishita Rabbi Yochanan Menuri. Okay? Now what the Gemara says, we have bright of the Sims to support both of those contentions. Again, the Machloket is our Mishnah just Rabbi Yochanan Menuri, or is it Lidivrei HaKol? Now again, Rabbi Yochanan says it's Divrei HaKol, and Rish Lakish says, no, it's a Daini Machloket. So, Amrab, so let's have a look. So it says, Shmona Sharatim Yeshlam Horot, quoting our mission on Shabbos. And Amrab Yochanan, Lefikha, therefore, Omerani, Shmona Sharatim Yeshlam That's why I say the Yoshna Shmona Sharatim in Bagaring Tumah, says Yeshlam Horot. Meaning, the way the brighter plays out the debate here in Mesech Techulin by Tumah, he says, Look, you agree with me by Shabbos that Yeshlam Horot. That's why I say also by Tumah Yeshlam Horot. Mashma what? That by Shabbos, you agree with me. Everyone agrees Yeshlem Orot by our laws of Shabbos. So therefore, that's why I'm cons- trying to be consistent here. He's saying laws of Tumah, the Yeshlem Orot. Okay? So that seems to really support Shittat Rabbi Yochanan. However, Menidni Messiah Lero Shibar Lakish, has got a different, uh, a bright, sorry, this is a bright, it seems to be Rosh Shibar Lakish, it's a machlokek, Khan Lakan. It says, Hachovel Besharatim, Etch Yeshlem Orot Chayv, Etch Yemem Orot Patur. Interesting. In other words, there's a bright that says, by Shabbos, if you chovel b'sharatim, it depends whether they have an or. Now, that must mean that chachamim, because not all the shmona sharatim have orot. The fact that it says, yesh lehem orot orot, must mean there's a distinction. So what's the distinction? Oh, it's the four that do have orot or the four that don't have orot, like we mentioned mesechta, um, mesechta chulin. So therefore, you can see that that supports Rabbi Reb Shimon Lakish, that it's a machloket, it continues in our mission as well, and our mission must be Shittar Rabbi Yochanan Menuri. Okay. Um, as it's, as it's, as, sorry, as it continues, Rabbi Yochanan Menuri says, Shmona Sharatim, say, take out Lepicha Chomerani, right? Call, because that's like a copy from the previous part. Rabbi Chaim says, you should take that. Rabbi Yochanan Menuri says, Kol Sharatim, Kol Shmona Sharatim, Yesh Lehem Orod. Okay? So again, you can see it's a machloket also by Shabbos. Now, Rabbi Yossi Barbun B'Shem Rav says, Orhu Ve'en Lokin La Mishum Nevela. So appreciate this little Korbanator. He says, L'Rabbanan Ka'amar, meaning the Kol Shmona Shratim Oroteihem He Or, Ve'en Lokin La Mishum Nevela. Now, who said that? Who said that Chachamim hold by Malkus and by Shabbos all the Shmona Shratim are considered Yesh Lehem Orot? And if the distinction's only, the chiluk is only within the laws of Tumah, well, that sounds like Batyakahidah Rabbi Yochanan. That seems, um, that's, that's like Rabbi Yochanan, that really when it comes to our Mishnah, that is Divrei Hakol. Okay? That is that sugya. I'll just um, remove the share and we can continue. Okay. Hatzad zizim, zvubim, chagazim, yetushim, chayev, and Rabbi Yochanan. patur. So what are these uh, different creatures? The zizim, according to the Korbaneda, is sort of some sort of tolaim, some sort of worm of some sort. The zvubim are flies. Chagazim is, he says, min dvorim v'tzirim, either some um, bee or hornet or some sort of species alike. Or yetushim is like mosquitoes, we've said. Chayev, he'd be chayev on Shabbos for doing tzad. Rabbi Yehuda says, you're patur. We have to understand it, Rabbi Yehuda. V'chen haya or Rabbi Yehuda omer, ein chavim al-davashem takoletzo. The chil of tzad is only for those things that normally people would try and trap. Flies and things like that, that's not the derech of tzad. That's not considered the malachar of tzad. That's not the derech of tzad. Now, hatzad chagavim betal patu besrav chayav. If someone tries to capture or catch chagavim, these are like these locusts or grasshoppers, presumably the kosher type, if they do betal, now betal means in Jew, when there's Jew there. There, Reb Chaim says, hatal she'enem mit avrot 
that it seems to um seems seems to distort or, or hinder their vision when it's in tal. So it's very easy to catch them. So it's already considered if they're caught. So if you pick up a few on Shabbos, you would be chayvishum tzad. Well, it's patur, really. Patur also presumably. However, when it's dry and they can easily you know, fly away, then it would be considered tzad if you did so. So again, it can depend on, you know, the, the, what we learned by tzad already. It depends on the nature of the animal if they're already considered trapped, even though it might just pass, you know, as soon as things dry out. Okay, so Alaza ben Achbais Omer Af Besrav. Also, when it's dry, it could also be patul Beshat If there's an abundance of them, it's very easy to sort of pick them up. They're all, you know, there's a swarm of them, or like. Then it's also you'd be patul on Shabbos. Let's continue. Hatzad Svi Chiger Suma Ochole. If someone catches a deer that is lame, uh, limp, it's got something wrong with his leg, or it's um, it, it's uh, it's blind, or it's unwell, or cut on small. So in other words, it's already it's basically it's that it takes no effort to catch such an animal once again be pator however yashan if it's sleeping then you'd be chayef now why is that do because even when a deer sleeps it sounds like it keeps one eye open one eye closed so it's not so it can very easily run away at the threat of any danger okay so even if it's if you think it's sleeping it's already trapped no not seen involved it's trying to capture it when it's asleep that would be considered hunting it's not like if it was sick or blind, or something like that. Okay, Amraviana. Now you got the word mutar here, but he says it's. Uh, Rav Chaim says we change to asu. Raviana says asu laharogat hatzira b'shabbos. You're not allowed to kill a tzira, tzira, wasp or horn. We've seen, we've sort of discussed the, the translation of that in the past. But you're not allowed to do that on Shabbos. Why? Rav Chaim says the reason is is because it's not. Um, let me just get it here. It says de'in ba sakana lehedya. It's not a clear and present danger. Okay. So Vatanya can, and it seems to support it. Why? Because Chamishin Naharagim, the Shabbos, so certain five things it can kill on Shabbat, presumably because it's, a, again, that for those things, it's a present danger. Mitchum Sakana. Zvuv Mitri, a sort of an Egyptian fly of some sort. Vatsira Beninve. So a, tzira, a general Tsira, no, but a Tsira Ninve, you can. So that's the proof that uh, it's Asu to Lahor Tsira Beshabbos, a general one. Akra Vaskopian Vishabahadiot. These are things There was an incident where the snake fell in a house on Shabbos. That's a, that's a, you know that's where he was from. Okay, so like the it's like saying a, a Sydney side or a Melbourne or things like that. That's where it's from. Achad v'hargo, and he uh, and he killed it. Amarebi pegabo Rebi was not very happy with that, and. You know, the snake was inflicted by one of its own kind, meaning like uh, he referred to, he's referring to this nafti in derogatory way that you're like, he's a snake for doing so. It was inappropriate from killing the snake on Shabbos. Okay. So the question is, one second, we said a snake in Israel, you can kill it. So why is he so upset with the way this individual came and killed the snake? So he says, no, when do we say it's okay? That's only when they're coming towards you, they're pursuing you. That's when we say allowed to kill it. However, it's just sitting in the corner, running up and killing it. That's uh, that doesn't seem to be mutar. So um, next, Tani Reb Yaakov Omer Haroem Nachash Vakrav Batoch Arbamot. If someone sees a Nachash on Akrav, so a snake or a scorpion within his Daladamos, Ra'uhu Hayashemot, it should have killed him. Bahem, it was he should have died by their hand. Ella Sherachamim Shel Makom Murubim, but he must have had some sort of schud that saved him. Okay, so Amrab Shimon, when do we say that? That's Bizman Shalohargan. That is when 
he didn't kill them. Aval im hargam, if they work, if he ended up killing it, it was almost giving him the opportunity as a to remove something that's a mazik in the world. Okay? So, in other words, initially, if he didn't kill it, almost like a gnai, he should have been killed by it, but some sort of schut happened to save him. He was worthy of death. However, you know, some sort of schut. But if he killed it, that was a, it was sent to him to be, to, for a mitzvah, if you like, to schut to do a mitzvah. Now, Zacharmi says it makes a difference whether he killed it or not. So, there's two ways to explain it. One is positive, one is negative. The positive way is it was sent for him to to have this sort of removing some sort of mazik in the world, but unfortunately, if it got away, ooh, it got away. However, Rukhaim says, Inami if he kills it, if he end up killing it, he should have died by its hand. But nonetheless, he was still saved by his schut, so you can either look at positively or negatively. Let's continue. Ketiv, it says in, in uh, Tehillim, it says, Now the question is, what's this lashon of Yoshvei Chaled? Um, one of the shratzim, right? Um, Amar says, So Rav Ava and Rabbanan both had different opinions. Chalamar says, Why does the Kodesh Baruch Hu create the, the, the use a masha or call Yoshvei Chaled? So it compares all the people in the world to a chulda. Any creatures in on land, you'll see a comparable creature to it in the ocean. However, there are many more creatures in the in the ocean, so therefore there are some in the ocean that you won't find in the Abasha. The one exception to this whole rule is a chulda. You don't find a, a partner, a comparable animal in the ocean. That's a chulda. Chulda is different. Now, so therefore what? So if Frida Pene Moshe says, when the when the sorry it's not using that term in a in a manner of rebuke. That that the um the the tilim is using people who live on land like a chulda no because it's only found in places where it can be settled. So you are your Shvei Chaled, meaning people that live only really by land. Okay? However, you've got another explanation that is a more, which is more derogatory. Why does, does um, Tilim here compare the, all the world to Chulda? We find by Chulda that it masses so much beyond what it needs. It doesn't even know who it's leaving it for. Okay, so too, you see people end up amassing so much, much more that they can possibly enjoy in their entire life. They mass and amass and amass, but they don't know who they're going to be living to at the end of the day anyway. They don't know if it's, where, where it's going to go. Even if they're right of will, unfortunately, you know, find that sometimes the will isn't really respected. And there's court cases and ends up disappearing in legal fees. You don't know who you're leaving it to. Okay, that says, Vitzbor, Veloyada Miosva. As it says, um, the, and the pasuk, by the way, prior to that, um, Korbaneda points out, this is also Pnei Moshe, pasuk prior to that says, right? Uh, no, uh, no, sorry, that's, um, yeah, it says, v'chal, it, it says, v'chal the pasuk before it also makes reference to Fulda, and it says, and they leave stuff, but they don't know who's leaving it for. Okay? It says, Yitzbor, you're, you're massing all the stuff, you have no idea where it's going to, what's going to happen to it, where it's going to go. All right, let's get Chayva of a chayva of that's in, this is back in the Mishnah, that is in your reshut, that's the mesekat, as you said, within your control. That if you trap them, that's part of good, it's already trapped. 
that if you um, inflict a wound, you'll be chayiv. Again, Mishum either Netzel Hashama or Tzad, all the different explanations we explained. Let's continue. Lo Amar Eler Bereshot Adam. That's only if they're within your control. Ha'im Einam Bereshot Adam Chayiv. However, if the animal is like Maradbo, right? So in other words, you're not able to control it. Okay, so it's not fully domesticated. Then we say that it'd be Chayiv on Shabbos. Now, Rabban and the Kisrim B'Shem Rav says, Av, uh, B'Shem Rav Avdam, sorry, um, or ha'of muta lichtov alav mezuzah. Now, because we said in our Mishnah that we of has an or, we just said now chovel ben chayev. The question is, can you write a mezuzah on it? And the answer is yes, you can actually write a mezuzah on the skin of an of, despite the fact it has lots of holes in it. If it's the kumus is over alav, Called the nekev shadu overat alav eno nekev. Those little tiny perforations are not considered a hole, and you'll be able to use that to write the mezuzah. Okay, let's continue. Eno sa hilmi b'shabbos. Now the hilmi itself is its main melach. Um, it's uh, that, and we'll explain exactly what it is. It was actually used for pickling. Can read Reb Chaim. Kushosem, it's like a brine or salty water. Kushosem eno harbeli telatoch kvashim shikmoya brim rabim korelo hilmi. Now, when you make a large amount, it was, the question is if it's a large amount or, or, or high concentration of salt. We'll get to that in a moment. But And they used to use it for pickling, to preserve the vegetables. You had that in refrigeration, pickling was away. Why can't you do it on Shabbos? Because you're not allowed to pickle on Shabbos. So this is a gzer mishum ibu. Now, normally we say in imu There's no tanning. The ma'abed refers to like leather. But it's domelos. The Chachamim say, forget it. Like the Chachamim say, it's asur, it's like midrabanan. So you're not allowed to do the kibosh and Shabbos. So therefore you say you're also not allowed to make this, this um, pickling ju- juice, this very, um, either large amount or very salty water. However, what you can do, you can produce salt water, but to dip your bem pito, dip your bread in it. And you can put also put it in your um, cooked foods. However, so Amar Amar Rabbi Yossi, Hello, he heal me bein muruba mei mort. Doesn't but Rabbi Yossi says I don't understand what difference does that make a heal me or mei melach. They're both effectively heal me. It's just a matter of bein muruba mei mort. Now according to the Babli, muruba mort is actually the quantity. But Rabbi Chaim says, as you point, we will see here, it's not the quantity; it's actually the concentration of salt. So according to Rabbi Yossi, if you can't make one, you can't make the other. What difference does that make? Meaning muruba means there's lots of salt in it, as we'll see. Uh, how do you produce memelach to make a motor? He says that's she- you put shemen tchila latocha maim or latocha melach. Meaning, what you do is Reb Chaim says if you put water, then oil, then salt, the oil is going to rise to the top and separate between the salt and the water. That's number one. And also, this, by combining the salt with the oil first, it's going to redu- uh, reduce its potency. Okay, that's the machlishoto. Uh, that's the expression. Okay, let's continue the Gemara. Eino sinu hilum b'Shabbos. So ma ben hiba ma ben melach. Sorry. If erev Pesach falls on Shabbos, you're allowed to prepare the salt water on on Shabbos for the seder. So you're asking here. So Chachamim say you're allowed to make make melach. Yeah, but with with oil, we don't make it with oil, are we? I'm not sure if this is just... You're allowed to make the Meimelech on Shabbos if you forgot to make it before Shabbos. Yeah, but I think, I think again, you've got to be careful about the quantities you put in. All right? Uh-huh. Um, Concentration. I uh, know, but I, I think the way Pnei Moshe explains that this whole ordering, if I'm not mistaken, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's actually only within Shita Rabbi Yossi, the Elohen. Right? Whereas Chachamim say, I think you can say Meimelech straight, but I, I want to confirm that. I think that's what it is. 
Okay. All right, let's continue. Ma ben Hilmi uma ben Melach. So Hilmi Tricha Uman, that you need uh an it needs an expert opinion to get the right quantities, it sounds like. Umay Melach ain't Trich Uman. May Melach is just adding salt and water and game over. Rav Huna Amar, Koshnonin Latocha Melach Vinishrit. Anytime you add salt and it dissolves, then you know it's still considered May Melach. If you're adding salt and it's what's called supersaturated, such as the salt doesn't dissolve, then you already got Hilmi. Okay. Now, if you put an egg in this water, and it can sink to the bottom, well, that's Meimelach. If you've got such a high concentration of salt, such that the density is uh, reduced, uh, then, oh, sorry, increased, I should say. Therefore, and then it's such the, that the egg won't sink, we say, that's considered Hilmi. So again, it's a measure of, like Rabbi Chaim says quite clearly, it's a measure of concentration of Salt. Okay. Now, yenomlin is a mixture of uh, of um, it's wine, it's 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 pepper. I think it's honey as well. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even say anything because it's the next word in the Gemara. Rabbi Yosef Hashem Riochan. What is that? That's Yain Vash Bepilpilin. Sorry. Okay. Rabbi Yosef Hashem Riochan. Rabbi Yosef Bechosikam Mutal Arev Vasul Shachek. It's when it comes to the making this yenomlin with Yain Vash and Pilpilin. That's provided that the Pepper's already ground, but you can't grind it on Shabbos. That's clear. So Rabbi Yosef Hashem Rabbi Yochanan says, Sorry, if it's just a matter of mixing it together, that's when it's mutar, but of grinding itself, you wouldn't be able to do it on Shabbos. Now, what's the question of tarovet? Now, here he says, when it comes to Hilmi, it's also just a matter of tarovet. Just putting water and salt together. And you said, yeah, normally, as long as, as long as it's a matter of mixing things together, then it's uh, then it's fine. So why is it? Why, what's the issue then when it comes to water and salt mixing this hilmi on Shabbos? So Rav Yehuda ben Tatis says, Rav Yehuda ben Pazi b'shem Rava b'shem Rav Yochanan says, Shniahi hachawai shehi gmar malacha, meaning when you do gmar malacha, meaning Rav Chaim says etzel kvashim, that when you've made this hilmi, it is considered complete for the purpose of pickling itself. And as we said, since you're producing something, um, either it's different explanations, either because you produce, it's not, I don't think it's the issue of um of Makabapatish, but then you've produced this product used for pickling, and you're not allowed to do pickling on Shabbos, therefore the Chachamim Oser, either it's Tchilat, it's at the beginning of the pickling process, or it's because it's uh, another step away. Whatever the reasons, Achronim go into exactly what is wrong with this Hilmi, but the point is since it's already produced for pickling, and it's ready to go for pickling, and pickling's not allowed, we made that Asur to do so on Shabbos. Okay? We'll uh, we'll stop here. Alright, also have a good day. Sorry? What about making a dressing for your salad? Well, that, well, that's just mixing things together. That would be no different. That's you're not pickling. It's not how, if it's if you're that put that's that, that much salt in your salad dressing. I'd like to pass, but um, but it's uh, it's 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 like your normal. Your normal is just putting it. Um, you know, as we said, it's wine, it's pepper, it's honey all together. All right, go on, have a good day.